Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Visit swingjuice.com, promo code Beehive20, 20% off your order. Do want to say uh, thank you. I just actually checked my like login for uh, that promo code, and we had some good purchases throughout December. So looks like some golfers are going to be opening some nice polos on Christmas Day. Yukon, what do you think of that? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Best season of the year. It is the best season of the year. Episode 40, Christmas edition. Santa Sketty is here to pass out some gift cards to, from uh, Amazon and the Peppermill. We open up with more on the NFL COVID outbreak and carry that into NFL playoff talk. In this week in sports history, we ask the trivia question that will determine the winner of the Peppermill gift card. So that's the first one we're giving away. And uh, that will be at the beginning of this week in sports history. We'll give a hint right now. The question has ties to the show. So if you pay attention to things and comments and stuff along those lines, you might be able to get this one right. Uh, then obviously we're going to give you the five fast facts in the uh, things that sting. We have follow up in the Alden Smith and Barkevius Mingo cases, as well as some new material. And in my hive, all 66 people who qualified for the Amazon gift cards will enter Skeddy's Elimination Chamber. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. This week's opening segment brought to you by Napoli's Hungry. Watching the game, call Napoli's at 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. Wow. So... Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Right? Yep. Christmas okay. Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. We're entering the time warp that I to- talked to you about on one of the previous episodes. So it's, it starts December 26th is the time warp where nobody knows what the fuck is going on until after New Year's Day. I feel like I've already been in the warp, man. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm just lost. <laughs> what what day of the week it is, what's going on? Yeah, it's it's bad. There's nothing I wrong with that. But I thought all day, yeah. like yesterday, I was thinking today was Christmas Eve. It, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's, uh, I just feel like when we get into that time between Christmas and New Year's, like, I just, like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know if I have to work. I don't know yep. if, is it too early to start drinking? No one knows. Never. No one knows Never. the answers to any of that stuff. So today we got some giveaways, as promised. If you followed the Facebook page, which I'm sure you did, that's why you're here. Uh, In sports history, at the beginning of the segment, we will be asking a trivia question. Skeddy will be asking the trivia question. And it is relevant to the show. That's the only hint you are getting. Uh, That'll be at the beginning of that segment. And then in my hive, uh, at the end of the show, we have three Amazon gift cards. And the way we're going to do it is I've created a list and I did it randomly. So it's not like in order of who liked it or anything like that. Um, 
but people who liked and shared the post and liked the page, I compiled a list. Everybody was assigned a number. It is one through 66. And Sketty is going to uh, spout off numbers. And as he spouts them off, we're going to eliminate them. And the final three remaining will be uh, crowned the $25 Amazon gift card champions. Pretty simple. Nothing to it. Nothing to it at all. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, get rolling with opening. Thank you, too, to everybody who did like and share that post. Really appreciate uh, all of that. 66 is pretty good for us. I was pretty pleased with that. So, uh, and, it, and it brought more people to the page, We, you know, which was the goal. Uh, Going to continue to do some drives like that to try and get that page up to 1,000 or so. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then there was also... Uh, one person who followed the instructions on two of the pages to try and try and double dip. I won't mention her name, but perhaps I'm married to her <laughs> and everybody knows she does not need any more access to free shit on Amazon. I was just going to say Amazon gift cards. I'm surprised they're still sitting around. I had she to hide them. Just... <laughs> I hid them from her. That's why they still exist. Otherwise I've been running <laughs> I've been speeding the lows right before the show started. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into it. We're going to start off with the NFL COVID protocols. Since la the beginning of last week, 221 players have been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. And uh, obviously that number doesn't reflect the coaches and the staff who are also uh, being placed on those, the you know, or just out. They don't, I guess they don't really have a list, I don't think, but um some teams were hit harder than others. Obviously, we saw the games changed last week, uh, which Goodell said would never happen. But money, it's all about that money. So here's a thought I had, and uh, I'm just going to throw it out there because this is where I stand with the entire thing. Uh, to me, the outbreak has 100% validated what Aaron Rodgers and Cole Beasley said regarding the protocols and that they don't make any sense and that the safest people to be around in the team facilities were the unvaccinated ones because they were tested daily. So if they had a negative test, they were either sent or they're good to go. If they had a positive test, they're sent home before they're around anybody. Uh, but meanwhile, the vaccinated players take the test at what Tuesday and then not again until the following week where they could have contracted and, it's pretty clear that that's where the spread is mostly coming from uh, within yeah. these organizations, because they're the ones who are still permitted to be around everybody and, uh, you know, still popping positive tests, whether it's a new variant, old variant, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just to me validated what they had to say about it. So what, what's uh, your thoughts regarding that? Yeah. yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, I, and I think this is a, kind of a worldwide thing. These vaccinated people can still get contract and spread the disease. When you get vaccinated, you're less likely to go get tested for it. You know, so NFL not testing these guys, this is what happens. They get it, they spread it. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. Everybody should be treated the same regardless of vaccinated vaccination status. And, you know, might solve some of this problem. Right, and and now they changed the protocols, of course, but damage done. I mean, you have yep. you had twenty five guys on one team who were out yep. because of it. So, uh, yep. and John, I, I 
don't think I did. No, I didn't put a graphic up for uh, what Cole Beasley announced on Instagram regarding it, saying that the the positive is not the symptoms aren't what's keeping him out of the game Sunday. It's the the rules. Um, And John Feliciano, the lineman for the Bills, who was vaccinated, was hospitalized because of it. And And I understand that it's less vaccinated people who are being hospitalized, but the fact of the matter is it can still happen. It's, you know, this isn't, uh, yep. Foolproof obviously, but, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. When I, when I read through that, you know, that really made me, uh, made me think about how, what Rogers said about the, you know, sitting outside for 45 minutes in the morning, waiting for his results to come back. Meanwhile, the, uh, other guys go in at will, sit there next to guys, eat breakfast. He has to eat alone. And even though he just tested negative, you know, he's still eating by himself, working out by himself. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And and I think they were dead right that those guys were legitimately the safest people to be around, uh, you know, throughout that Hunter chimed in, uh, Baker called him out and said they didn't test till after practice when everyone had been around each other. Yeah. I saw that too. Mayfield was another one who uh, had a lot to, to say about the protocols and, yeah, it's just a mess. I, and I understand, you know, was there a way for them to do it correctly right off the bat? I don't know. But it seems that they really, you know, push the divide, you know, to keep like a sixth grade dance, you people over here and you, you people over here. And it, and it clearly has now backfired at the most important time of the season. <laughs> like we're literally, yeah, yep. literally at the most meaningful games that these teams are you know, want their best out there to try and make this playoff push. And uh, then this shit happens. So yep. uh, moving on though, we're going to, this is brief. I just wanted to put this up here because I thought this was fucking hilarious that I read this the other day. I mean, everybody knows the pro bowl sucks anyways. It has for a number of years now, probably over better over a decade since the games become not competitive and just really stupid. Uh, it's watered down. There's no, nothing to it. Uh, and I get it. These guys don't want to get hurt or whatever, but that didn't stop the guys in the nineties from beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Ever since Sean Taylor, you know, killed the Buffalo punter there. It's been Brian Mormon. Ever yeah. Since, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been good. Hasn't been yep, good since. Downhill ever since. Uh, but the one example that I saw that I just thought was funny, uh, and I'm not like huge on pro bowl snubs and being pissy about that. Like if it's a guy on the bills, I don't care. Uh, maybe yep. they do doesn't make a difference to me. I'm not probably not watching that game anyway, but Lamar made it as an AFC quarterback over Josh Allen. And I just want to throw these numbers out there for the world to see Lamar passing 2,882 yards. Allen three, 3,734 rushing. Of course, Lamar has 767 Allen 555. So he has them there which shouldn't really factor into the whole quarterback piece, but Hey, what the fuck do I know? Uh, total touchdowns, Allen 35, <laughs> Lamar 18. That's 31 passing versus 16 passing. Allen actually has more rushing touchdowns than him four to two. So, uh, and also his completion percentage is 65 Lamar 62. So every stat except for rushing yards, he's been better than Lamar Jackson, but doesn't get into the pro bowl. Wins matter. They have they have the same <laughs> amount of wins. Well, now they had to start Tyler Huntley. <laughs> yeah, so Lamar doesn't even have <laughs> as many wins as Allen does this year. So nah, just, I don't know. It's a popularity contest. You let fan voting into this stuff, you know, 
but it only counts for like a third of the whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, yeah that's, just that's insane to me. Yeah. All right, so here we go. This is where it's going to get real good here because there's just a lot of shit to discuss regarding uh, the NFL and, and the playoff scenarios that are going on. This is pretty interesting stat I read today. The number of team, te- the number of teams in the playoff mix currently at, at this point in the season is at an all-time high. This has been the season with the most parity ever. The the Giants are still alive somehow. No. Yes. Wait. They. I think they were. The, oh, yeah. They're the last team that's still alive. Which I don't yes. know if they can win the division somehow. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't so I have the breakdown. Yeah, the, the Packers are the only team in at this point, officially yeah. in. And eliminated so far are the Jags, my my boys in Detroit, the Lions, the Texans, Jets, and Bears. So those are the five who are not they're, – they're done for. Uh, so we're going to start off with the AFC, all right? And we're just going to kind of go through each team as they're seated currently, who they have left. The Chiefs come in at number one right now in the AFC at ten and four. They're one game up on the Patriots and Titans. Uh, the number one for the number one seed, they have the Steelers, Bengals, and Broncos to go. So not an easy way out for the Chiefs by any means. Uh, the Patriots coming in at the two seed, nine and five, lead the AFC East. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they have the two seed. They lead the AFC East at nine and five, but they host Buffalo this week, which is for first place. So yeah, the yep. Bills. Uh, that's a huge, huge game for both teams. Yep. They have uh, because following that they have the Jaguars, which I would love to say some negative shit about, but they beat Buffalo. <laughs> uh, anything could happen, and it was one of Urban Meyer's two career NFL wins. <laughs> so, uh, and then they have Miami, who streaky Miami. Plus, they play the Patriots well just about every time. It must be something about that matchup, but they even used to play them well when Brady was there. Uh, so then we get to the three seed, current three seeds, the Titans, nine and five. One game lead over the Colts, but swept them. So if there is a, a two-team tie between those two, uh, the the Titans obviously will have the edge because they've defeated them twice. And they have – they're gonna. They're going to lose at least one more game tonight. Yeah, Darren. Uh, Darren Francisco says otherwise. He says Colts I, are going on a run. I I kind of agree. I, I I agree with Darren. I think the Colts are going to end up winning that division. I, now AJ Brown's supposed to be back tonight, so that'll help a little bit. But I don't know if they got the magic in them to. Uh, although when you finish out with after the the loss to San Francisco tonight, they play the Dolphins and then the Texans, so they should get one loss, one win. Miami's a toss up. Well, even even with the Texans, the Texans beat them in week 11, 22-13. Yep. Yep. So yep. Titans ain't out of the woods yet either. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's a tough – like I said, and that's uh, what we previously talked about before the show, and everybody who's listening will see as we go through these teams, none of them have like a clean three games to get into the playoffs, specifically in the AFC. Uh Airtight AFC North. The Bengals are in first at eight and six, but the Ravens are also eight and six. Uh, the Week Seven matchup, the Bengals took forty-one seventeen, and they host the Ravens this Sunday. So there's another uh, that that 
current tie of record will be broken, given unless there is an actual tie. Uh, and then the Bengals have the Chiefs and the Browns to follow that. In the three current wild card spots, Colts, Chargers, and Bills uh, in that order. Colts eight and six need two losses out of. Uh, let me see what I wrote here. I can't even read my own writing sometimes. <laughs> they need two losses out of Tennessee and to win out for them to get the South is the way my math figured it to be because of that sweep. Uh, and they're heading to the desert Saturday for a game against the Cardinals. So that's the two Saturday games are going to be pretty good. I'm actually excited for those. Uh, Colts and then Browns Packers yep. is another one that's going to be fun to watch. But uh, remaining after the Cardinals, the Colts have the Raiders and the Jags. So streaky Raiders, you never know which team you're going to get. And the, the Jags, I think, you know, the Colts should be able to handle business against them. Chargers looking at the sixth seed right now at eight and six. They lost ground last week with the loss to the Chiefs. Uh, that would have put them, what, a game back from them. Or no, it would have tied. they would have been tied. Yeah, they would have uh, been, been leading the division. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, the text they got the Texans, Broncos, and Raiders remaining. So that's not a terrible way out for the Chargers. But again, the Broncos and Raiders, both divisional matchups. You never know which team's going to show up with those two. Uh, and then the, the Bills coming in at seven, eight and six, huge game Sunday against New England. And then two home games to finish out Falcons and the Jets. The Bills actually control their own destiny for. Uh, the AFC East. If they win out, they they win the AFC East, regardless of what New England does. Uh, well, even if they go two and one in their final three, with the loss being to Buffalo, uh, the head to head will be one to one, and it would a win out for Buffalo would put them at five and one in the division. The Pats would drop to three and two, and then with the Dolphins week eighteen, uh, you know three and three or four and one or four and two. So that's what I'm hoping for. You know? Yeah. Well, I think they got, I mean, I would say Buffalo's, you know, with Atlanta and the Jets, I think they got a really good chance to get in, but they did lose to the Jags. Like, I feel the most confident that Buffalo is going to get in of these wild card teams, but I could be wrong. <laughs> you know, that Jags game makes me a little hesitant to say it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know which team's going to show up at this point either with them. So I'm kind of just, you know, where I'm at with it is just hope for the best each week. I, I, my confidence, like last year when they were rolling, there wasn't really anybody that they put them up against that. I was like, that's a for sure loss. Uh, in fact, throughout most of the end of the regular season, I figured it was for sure wins and they did, but it's just a different team this year. I don't know why or what is happening, but, Sometimes the offense is clicking and other times it looks like they just have no interest in even being there. So uh, to wrap up, to wrap up the AFC uh, conference. though, what we were saying earlier is how it's just such a log jam They're on the bubble for, for the playoff teams, six teams with records ranging from eight and six to seven and seven. And that includes the seven, six and one Steelers. So, just real quick to go through them. The Ravens eight and six have the Bengals Rams Steelers remaining Steelers seven, six and one. Uh, and of course to, to those who don't know this probably should, if you don't uh, seven, six and one puts you ahead of seven and seven, your winning percentage is still better clearly. Cause you, you know, a tie is not a loss, uh, but the chiefs Browns and Ravens are who they have remaining 
Raiders seven and seven have the Bronco, Broncos, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins after a one and seven start. Now seven and seven. Never even would have thought they'd be in this conversation right now. Correct. Yep. yep. Incredible run that they're on. Uh, six straight wins, and they got the Saints, Titans, and Patriots left. Browns seven and seven. They got Wait, the pack. I thought the Browns were going to the Super Bowl this year. It was a lock. It was a it lock. Was, it was a lock. The playoffs were a lock. What yeah. do you mean they're on the bubble? My how the turntables. <laughs> they I they might be the first team that I can remember that could benefit from Cincinnati running the table, having the division locked up, and then resting ga- or resting guys the last week so Cleveland gets in against a bunch of backups again. It could happen. The yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Well, they got to first. They got to get through the Packers, the Steelers uh, the, this week and next, and then uh, hope for the best against the Bengals. But yeah, that's. Yeah, I think they have one of the toughest roads out of anybody because yeah, Packers are the best team in the league. The Steelers are just never go away. Yeah, yep. and the Bengals have looked good. So, and then you have the Broncos. Like I said, uh, they got Colts, Chargers. I only wrote two down, so I don't know who the hell I think, they're. I think I had Raid. I think they have the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. Yes. Wait, no, they don't play the Chiefs, do they? Last week, week, week. Uh, well, eighteen, I believe. I'll, I'll pull it up real quick, but you might be right. That's 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 what I have. Who are we looking at again? The Broncos. Broncos. Yep. Denver. Raiders this week, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, Raiders, yep. Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs to to end it. So another, yeah, it's just another. You know who, who the hell knows? So yep. Sketty, who rises though? Who do you think comes out of this three game I mean, scenario and heads to you know more January football? It's really tough. Um, you know, I think, you know, Kansas City, New England are going to get in. Uh, I think Tennessee still gets in, all, even though they might not win the division. I really think Colts are almost locked to get in. The Chargers are going to get in. The Bills are going to get in. Then it kind of gets iffy. Uh, you know, the Bengals, just a real tough road out. That whole, you know, someone's got to win that division. And I don't know who it's going to be. You know, all, all four of those teams are alive. Um I kind of feel like outside chance Pittsburgh can do it. I, I hate to say it, but if they get by if they get by Kansas City, anything could happen. If if they get by Kansas City, I'd entertain that as well. But yeah, you, I, I mean, but you have to have ten wins to get in. I think. But Baltimore has a tough, you know, Cincinnati. They ha- they have to win that game, and then they have to beat the Rams, who are playing pretty hot right now. Um. You know, I, I mean, honestly, Miami might, you know, especially this week, play in New Orleans, who's got to start. I don't even remember who the they're starting now with Hill and uh, Simeon on the on the COVID list. I can't I can't remember the guy's name. Like it's like the backup backup quarterback. So Miami might have an, a little easy road in if they or, uh, New, New Orleans. You said, yeah, yep. Ian, Ian Book is starting. Yeah, Ian Book. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So Miami kind of. You know Tennessee doesn't really impress me right now, but no, you know, it, it's going to be just. I'd love to wild. see them get bounced, to be honest with you. But so, so many of these teams play each other, 
you know, it only takes one week, somebody pulling an upset and it changes everything. It, it's going to be crazy in the AFC. Yeah, it is. So with that, we'll move on into the NFC playoff picture. And this is uh, more up your alley, of course, being an NFC guy. <laughs> little, little follow this one a little closer. So, yeah, this one's not as not nearly as jammed up. Uh, there, there's still, like I said, there's more teams in playoff contention at this point than there ever has been. But in the NFC, five of the teams they're still technically so not mathematically eliminated. Five of them are under 500 right now, so it's yep. going to be tough for. I mean, they're they're into the scenarios where they need. You know, uh, these 10 and four, what do we got? 10 and four, eight and six and seven and seven uh, make up the wild card records right now. They need some crazy shit to happen to those teams, like 49ers, Vikings specifically. Uh, Yeah. So, but we'll get into uh, them. The pack, obviously, uh, 11 and three, they're already in. They've clinched. They still don't have the one seed locked up, but they have one game. lead and remaining on their schedule is the Browns, Vikings, and Lions. So pretty favorable. Although I do believe one their one one of their three losses is to the Vikings. Uh yep. so that second matchup will be pretty key, especially for the Vikings in their situation. But uh the Cowboys are 10 and 4, current two seed. Uh they have oh this was something I wanted to explain too because I was looking at this and it just confused the shit out of me for a minute. Cowboys are currently in the two seed with the Bucks at three. And I'm like, how's this possible? The Bucks beat them week one. Well, yep. w- what I didn't look at was one team down. The Cardinals are also 10 and four. It's three, and three-way, tie. three-way tie goes to conference record mm-hmm. is the, the first tiebreaker for that. So yep. uh, that's where why that situation looks the way it does right now. And the Cowboys have Washington and Arizona. Uh, so two of the teams that are battling for seeding will play each other next week. And then the Cowboys end the season with the Eagles bucks, 10 and four. Go ahead. Well, I would say Dallas needs one win to clinch the division though. Right. Yeah. Philly seven, seven. So one win, they clinch the division. They're in right. They're remaining. Yeah. It's just for the seeding. Yep. Um, and then you have the bucks, 10 and four shocking loss last week. Uh, it was pretty cool though, that, <laughs> It got Tom Brady so mad that he crushed the tablet and told a coach from the Saints to go fuck himself. There, there's a very outside scenario where they don't win the division. Well, with the injuries that they just had in that game, too, it's not doing Brady any favors, that's for sure. I agree, and I kind of thought maybe it happens, but then when you look and you see that they have, what, the Panthers twice and the Jets are their last yes. three? Yeah, yeah, their they're, they're road in is extremely smooth. I, I'm pretty sure they get one of those plus with Ian book uh, starting at quarterback for the saints, you know, they'd have to win out also for that scenario to happen. So Tampa Bay is going to get in there. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah, you're talking if they both go 10 and seven, which is what the saints would have to do. Yeah. Cause they beat them twice. So they, right. they would win yep. the division then, but they're going to be in regardless. I, th- I think anyway, uh, Cardinals 10 and four have the Colts obviously Saturday, and then uh, the Cowboys and Seahawks remaining after that. So that that's just another – well, I guess, yeah, we had already mentioned that with the Cowboys, but those two teams battling for seeding and play each other next week. Uh, the Rams command the first spot in the wild card at 10-4, and four, which they're not out of the mix to win the West either. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, with the Vikings, Ravens, and 49ers remaining, that's also not an easy way out. You're looking yep. at three potential playoff teams that they have left. Uh, 49ers, yep. eight and six. Five out of the last six winners. Uh, Titans, Texans, Rams to finish yeah, they, it out. They really have to do something screwy to not get in just because they hold tiebreakers over Minnesota and Philadelphia who are right behind them. So they'd have to really fall apart, you know, I'm talking like go one and two, maybe zero and three to not get in. Well, the road road for them starts in two hours, so yeah. Well, they're gonna win that one. And it's over. They once they win this tonight, we're basically in. Punch the <laughs> ticket. <laughs> uh, Vikings, the last seed in the wild card currently at seven and seven. Uh, they got the Rams, Packers, and Bears to go. So two tough games, and then the Bears. Yep. So they're going to have to really work to earn that spot, especially with the Eagles and Saints nipping at their heels. And the Eagles' yep. next two are the Giants and Washington. Yep. Uh, and then out with the Cowboys, which week 18 could be a Might scenario. Have anything to play for it. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Saints, seven and seven, have the Dolphins, Panthers, Falcons. Like you said, Ian Book's starting. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if that means they're throwing in the towel or if they actually legitimately think Ian Book has the, the stuff to – to win them some games, I guess that's yep. something we'll, we'll see this week. Too too much COVID list. I don't know who the who their only healthy quarterback is. He might be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they were one of the teams that was definitely yep. plagued. So as I said, the teams under five hundred who are still technically <coughs> uh, in the bubble: Washington, Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks, Giants. But they're. Uh, I mean, the, the Giants have to be in a case where if one team wins one game, they're screwed. They're out, right? Yeah, yeah. I would. I didn't look at what their scenario would be, but they would. I would assume they would have to win out, and then I still don't know what the what the path is. Like they can't lose another game. I think Seattle it, can't lose another. It game. has to be a list that's like fifteen yeah, pegs crazy. long of shit that needs to take place for them to get in. Ties and be all sorts of crazy stuff in there, right? So. That's that though with the uh, NFC playoff picture. Who who do you got rising through this? Well, I mean, again, we think you know Green Bay's definitely in. Dallas and Tampa are definitely in. I think Arizona and the Rams are almost certainly in. Uh, the Niners, I think, just by way of tie breaks, they get in. And then the last spot's gonna be interesting between Minnesota and Philadelphia. And I just looking at the remaining schedule. I really think Philly's going to sneak into the playoffs. I think they could, too, based off of that. And the thing is, too, is I think the Vikings are the far more talented team Yeah, yep. than Philly. But they just I agree. They have to really, really work, uh, I mean, you know, these next two weeks with the Rams, who seem to Rams. have turned it around a little bit from the little hiccup midseason they yep. had. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I, I think the, you know, the – First four, and then your top two wild cards as they stand doesn't necessarily mean it's going to fall that way. It could be Arizona in a wild yeah, card yep. spot, uh, yep. and 49ers slide in. I think you see three teams from the West, and then uh, I'm 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 with you going Eagles. It's really a yeah, nice Minnesota. route that they have to get there. Um, yeah, Minnesota's just tough, and New Orleans. I think I would have in there. They have a pretty easy. Miami's their toughest game, but. With again with Ian Book, I don't know how they get it done. Yeah, I, he's a rookie, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is a rookie I this season. Too. I can't. I, he he could be. All right, 
staying on some football, but moving to the college level, we have uh, Texas A&M not playing in the, they uh, backed out of the Gator Bowl COVID outbreak. It was a school decision. This had nothing to do with the NCAA uh, or anything like that, but uh, essentially they had 38 scholarship players who would have been available for the game. Uh, and, and it seemingly looked like that game was going to end up getting canceled. However, Wake Forest, I believe it was, is who they were playing, had, went out and fetched their, an opponent that was approved by the NCAA. So Rutgers is now playing okay. in, in that game. Uh, that'll be on New Year's Eve. So it's pretty cool that they didn't have to scrap the whole game, but uh, too bad for Texas A&M. Yep. So obviously, like I said, bowl season is – you know, taking place, but uh, we're still navigating through the games that like nobody necessarily gives a shit about. I still watch them, yep. but it's just not, yep. you know, um, Missouri and army probably was the best one I've seen so far of all of the bowl games. It actually came down to the final play uh, last minute field goal or last second field goal by army got him the win uh, Tuesday is when we get into some of the ranked teams playing. So that's when it starts, you know, after Christmas is when it always picks up leading up to, and that's another reason why I think that week is such a fucking blur and weird because <laughs> it's like Tuesday and there's a four or a noon game. Yep. Yeah. Just like, nothing but football, nothing but football. And yeah, so it's just strange, but uh big other big news out of the NCAA is the new college football COVID policy. Uh, that was written this week. The college football playoff management committee made the change. Uh, and basically what happens is because of, and I think the Texas A&M game is what sparked this, like, hey, we need to put something in place in case something happens. So a team could advance to and win the national championship if opponents have to forfeit. Uh, okay. these, the semifinal games will not be rescheduled. If a team cannot play because of COVID, that team forfeits. If both teams who play each other have a COVID outbreak, the other seeded game, if both are healthy and can play, becomes the national championship. The NFL should take notes. I hope Roger Goodell's watching. And well, here here was what they said for the national championship. For the actual national championship, if Two teams do advance to it either by way of forfeit or both winning or whatever, and then they have an outbreak. That game can be rescheduled from January, or I think it was January 10th is when it's being played, and it can't go any further back than the 14th. So they have a four-day window that they can reschedule the game in Indy uh, if they have to. But, yeah, if uh, Georgia, Michigan, and Bama all go down because of COVID – Cincinnati by default gets crowned the national champs. That'd be more fraudulent than LeBron's last title with the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, uh, yeah, I'd still be happy about it because it'd just be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be it'd, cool. But uh, you know, internet, everyone would, internet would have an absolute oh, meltdown. Twitter would be, I might have to get Twitter back if that happens. Just, 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 to, to, just to watch just some to stuff. See. Yep. Uh, so then it gets to the final stage where if nobody can play it, then the championship is booked as a no contest and the title is vacated for the year. Okay. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. 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 There will be no rescheduling the semis. Uh, 
if two teams can't play, then the other semifinal game will be marked as the national championship. Hunter chimed in, said that Wake Forest is paying Rutgers to play. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, they did find the opponent, so yeah, definitely doesn't surprise me that that's taking place. Darren Francisco says Fauci gets the trophy if COVID determines the championship. Game. <laughs> Love it. It's a major award. Yep. <laughs> I like that. He'd be so All right, what are we on to here? Last couple items we have to touch on before we take our first break. Team Daily wins the PNC championship, and this is the very first time this headline has ever been seen anywhere. You know why? Yep. Because I Googled the – I just wanted the scores. Mm-hmm. Every headline was about Tiger and Charlie. As it should be. No, it shouldn't. They didn't win. Yeah, yeah. the guy with a broken leg and a 12-year-old almost took down a Division One golfer and one of the freshman, greatest athletes of all a time. Freshman, freshman Division One golfer. I, I, will, I will tell you right now, I won't call him Little John because apparently he doesn't like that. So JD, too, has hit the ball further than me or you do since he's probably 15 years That's old. That's neither here nor there. Dude drills it every year. I'm a 17 so handicap. Before before Tiger and and uh, Charlie came on the scene, like this is what you watched the PNC Championship for was to watch John Daly's kid just freaking rip it. Okay, question for you: When we did uh, top five sports movies, who did you dress as? Ricky Bobby. And what does Ricky Bobby always say? If you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. So I don't want to hear anything more about Tiger and Charlie. We unt- we until the, the, Do you see the belts re- they got for winning that shit? Reese Bobby was high when he said that. You could be <laughs> second, third, fourth. <laughs> it's fair. No, it it's awesome. I do like John Daly. Um, I just, I that, that picture of him smoking a cigarette with his giant gun. Oh, like, he just makes me love golf so much. Darts. Ripping darts and throwing darts. You got to love it. Uh, no, I mean, it was it was very you know impressive to see him do that. I mean, what they minus twenty seven, like twenty seven under in a. I did a, write it down. Where the hell is it? I, I think I think they were twenty seven under. They were one seventeen total. Uh, Charlie and Tiger were at one nineteen. They won by two strokes. Yeah. So like, what's that work out to? They played what thirty six holes, so they only made nine pars. You know, like that's pretty good in a two man scramble. Yeah. But you know, Charlie and Tiger, Charlie, you know. Again, being twelve, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to take anything to away in, from to come in to come in second. That's you know he moves the needle. That's Charlie. That's, Charlie's awesome. There's Charlie, no doubt about that. I Charlie would probably kick my ass right now. Like he I, definitely I, I would. Feel, <laughs> he'd smoke he would be, me. Oh yeah, he's good. He's, would not he's even good. like I'd. Yeah, I he wouldn't even play does. him if he asked me to. I don't think. Yeah. No. No. No chance. That's embarrassing. I don't want to lose to a twelve year old. I don't care if he is Tiger Woods kid. Yeah. Uh, last bit, which will be a quick one before we take our first break. Jake Paul moves to five and zero boxing non-boxers. Uh, and it, from what I understand, he's issued his next challenge and it's to another UFC guy. Yeah. What a shock. Yeah. He just, he doesn't want anything to do with people who box professionally. I, I don't want to go too deep down the wormhole on this, but I still think that Showtime paid off. Uh, Fury because oh. no, play, played off Fury to not fight him because Showtime is making a shit ton of money off Jake Paul and as soon as Jake Paul loses one fight the cash got in so that's true so I just 
Again, I, I was talking maybe, to maybe not, who was but, I talking to? Was it Ryan Mangini? Somebody at basketball last Sunday. We were playing pickup at the Y, and I was talking to somebody, and and I think it was Mangini, and we were both like Fury backing out of that fight, like the way it happened, seemed extremely skeptical. Yeah, well, I mean, either Showtime paid him off, or he was somehow scared of a YouTuber, which would like I just no way. I, I, that's, that's I Tyson Fury's like cousin or brother, isn't it? Cousin, yeah, it's a br- brother, I believe. Brother, yeah, that I, dude I isn't afraid of anybody. I would, I would assume not, but I, I, and and I mean, like, like you said, you don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole, but I've already traveled it a time or two and reading about this and all this shit. And I wonder if part of the payment that Jake Paul pushes to these guys for participating in this event includes losing. And yeah, well, Tommy I mean, Fury's like, fuck you. We're going to fight. Yep. I don't know. There's a, yeah, there's just, a lot of conspiracy theories out surrounding this, but the bottom line is you like, you pick your opponents. You won't pick a boxer. It's just, yeah, that that's what, that's what screams farce to me. And you know, everyone says, uh, <laughs> I love that comment. Bye Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter says the um, fact the fact that you brought this up I'm unliking and never watching again fact Hunter has posted about the Jake Paul fight on his personal page like six times since it happened so he, I, he's mad he's yeah, mad bro he must be <laughs> yeah I just I'm again and there could be some that boxers don't want to fight Jake Paul because if Jake Paul knocks you out doesn't yeah, look good yeah, yeah you're you're done that's over you're you're out of it you know yeah. so it could go both ways. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll get back to our first giveaway. Pepper Mill gift card. Uh, this week's opening segment is brought to you by Napoli's Hungry Watching the Game. Call Napoli's at 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. We'll be right back. Quick break and right into the five fast facts in sports history. Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's Pizza. Order the best pizza in the Times Observer. Reader's Choice every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza. Stroboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi. This is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. All right. 
it is time. So we have some people. I hope they are ready to get in the comments. The first, first person that answers. First gift card will be $25 to Peppermill. The first person in the comments who answers this question correctly. I'm going to post it. Sketty's going to read it. He came up with the question. Here it is. After one year with the USFL's LA Express, quarterback Steve Young was drafted by this NFL franchise. Super Bowl winning franchise, I might add. All right. Now we wait. Should be blatantly obvious, but we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. First person to get it right. So we're going to, I can uh, come back to it because the comments are in order. So while we're yeah. waiting for somebody, uh, we'll get to end of the section or yeah segment. yeah we just have to wait for somebody to get it correct so we'll start with uh the five fast facts wait we got a comment in this regard darren francisco uh, darren, darren san francisco darren san francisco <laughs> incorrect hunter geckle comes in though strong with the bucks congratulations hunter you just won 25 dollars of pepper mill uh, i'll get that card to you darren that was the, uh, I mean, that we was, him. We, tra we did trap him. And that was all part of the plan when we discussed the trivia question. And that was the clue we gave out, which was uh, relevant to the show. So we have two ways it's relevant to the show. Sketty being a huge 49ers fan, but also the Tampa Bay mini helmet that uh, people probably wonder why I have that. I'm not a Tampa Bay fan. That is my favorite throwback helmet ever. Oh, yeah, love them. So love them. Uh, I think it was Swanee made me one. I had to make me one. And, yeah, I just love that helmet. It's my favorite football helmet. And I uh, put it there proudly. Uh, Kendall Hunter says Kendall doesn't deserve it after calling Sketty a girl. That is uh, – Sketty's probably unaware of this, but Hunter texted me the other day and said he was listening to the show. And Kendall said, who's the girl that, that Joe has on? <laughs> It's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> answering, the, answering the phone at Peppermill. Thanks, young lady. <laughs> okay, appreciate you. <laughs> I just don't even argue with them. Like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> what it's, is nice. it? it's 2021. You can be whatever hey, you want to be. I, was, I once said cartoon voice I heard. I like that one the best. All right, so are we ready for the five fast facts? 19, oh, 1894, the USGA. United States Golf Association forums in New York. We're part of that. We are. And uh, I bet you if we asked that question to Phil, at the uh, self-proclaimed historian, I think yeah, that he, he, he'd, he'd probably know that. He would. We he should would have had him on for trivia. He would have got Donald Ross trivia out there. The ass out. Nobody would know the answer, so oh, we never, no, never be able. Don't know the answer. Yeah. A gift card would be still sitting here. Yeah, someone would have googled it. All right, nineteen oh four. Dawson City hockey team begins a nine-day walk to get to a boat to Seattle to catch a train to Ottawa to play the Stanley Cup in January of nineteen oh five. They played the Ottawa Silver Seven and they got smoked nine to two. So they went four thousand miles uh, by way of dog sled, walking, biking, boating, and train, just to get a fucking ass beating. 
the ride home has to be terrible. Yeah. The walk. I, you know, it didn't say how they got home. Because <laughs> yeah. it's uh, apparently maybe, Dawson City's like in the middle of the Yukon. And maybe it's they like. Just stayed. <laughs> just became yeah. members of society in Ottawa. Yeah, yep. that's possible, yep. I suppose. All right, on to number three, 1976. Minutes after the Baltimore Colts lost a playoff game 40 to 14 to the Steelers at Memorial Stadium, a single engine plane crashed into the upper deck, injuring the pilot and three passengers. Uh, no spectators were in the section. I actually have a couple photos of this if I can find them. So check this out. Oh, no, maybe it's just one, just one photo. Look at this shit. That's wild. Yeah. So uh, if you YouTube, uh, the Baltimore Colts Steelers playoff game, 1976. There's like a six minute video that I watched that has, I don't know if it's the radio or the TV guys, but it's just audio. So maybe it's just the radio guys. And they're actually like, you know, in the midst of getting ready to do this post game, talking about the playoff game that just ended and they're six minutes. They're like, this guy was flying low and then he hit something and we saw him circling earlier and they're just like going in on and on about it. And they like are describing what's happening as it's taking place. It's really interesting to listen to. If it wasn't six minutes long, I was going to uh, upload it so that everybody could hear it, but you just have to look that one up on your own. But uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to get a chance to look at that. No one died. Uh, pilot was injured. Three passengers injured, but uh, must've been a decent landing in the upper deck of Memorial stadium. Number four, 1982, Chaminade, with a student body of 850 students, beats number one ranked Virginia 77 to 72 in a Honolulu Holiday Basketball Classic. So that's got to be like one of the upsets of the century. Like, oh, it, it was at the time. Yeah, I was huge. Wait, you know about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the stupid sports books I had, like, I think it was like greatest calls ever. So it'd come with like a CD and you could listen to like the radio call of, of them calling that out. I think Ralph Sampson was on the team, Virginia. Um, it was just, yeah, yeah. Major, major upset. Shouldn't have happened. No, no. Pretty neat. All right, let's wrap it up. Number five, Oklahoma Sooner football program gets three years of probation. This is 1988, by the way. Three years of probation which included a two-year bowl ban, no live games for one season, and recruiting restrictions for repeated recruiting violations. Uh, I think I read it was Barry Switzer who was, like, losing his mind over uh, that happening because he said the punishment was, like, yep. didn't fit the crime. Yep. But, yeah, the NCAA hammered them for sure. Yep. Jeez. Yep. All right, that wraps it up. Uh, Hunter, congratulations. So we have our first uh, Santa Sketty giveaway, $25 Peppermill gift card uh, going to Hunter Geckel. Appreciate you listening. Darren, good try. I'm glad somebody fell into the trap. I, I know it's at your expense. <laughs> yeah. I apologize for that. But we set the trap, and we just didn't know if it would work, and it worked. But honestly, it's a good it's a good guess. You know, That's clearly where yeah. his, his fame only, came he, from. He was only in Tampa for one year, I believe, before the Niners went and went and got him. Well, I mean, it's where his fame came from, though. You know, yeah, like yep. that—that's a a really good, uh, really good guess. So uh, Hunter says, "Thanks, Santa Sketty." <laughs> You're very All right, welcome. We, we're gonna take a break. 
This Week in Sports History is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. We are going to take our quick minute and a half, and we will be back with the things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company, servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814 723 Now time for the things that sting. The worst stories in sports, according to Joe. This edition of Things That Sting, powered by Jones Pest Control, ants, spiders, bees, or mice. Don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. That's 814-230-9548. Oh, I forgot. While we were on our break, uh, Darren left us a response and said, don't patronize me. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> so this week, things that sting, uh, like I said, we have a couple old cases and then uh, just a few uh, items that are brand new. Uh, so we'll get into the first one being Alden Smith. We talked about him last week. Minimal details last week. This week, uh, more of the story has come out. He was arrested for DUI, uh, felony variety, I do believe. The details emerged that he rear-ended a vehicle that was stopped at a stop sign. Uh, when they exited both, you know, the person he hit and himself exited the cars, he told the, uh, I'm referring to them as the victim, he told them he cannot have the cops there and offered the victim $1,000 for a ride away from the scene. Oh, shit. Solid move. Uh, When police did show up, Smith refused testing. Uh, The victim did complain of pain in their back, wrist, knee, leg, and foot. The judge ordered Alden Smith to wear an alcohol monitor. Uh, The alcohol detection device would be similar to what Henry Ruggs is wearing. Um, And that's as part of his release from custody. So he is out of jail, uh, but he's due back in court in January. So... uh, that guy just can't get out of his own way, but really, really interesting about the, uh, offering the victim a thousand dollars. Yeah. Pretty smooth move. Yeah. Idiot. 
Uh, what else we got here? Barkevius Mingo. So this was a while ago. We talked about Barkevius yep. Mingo was uh, charged. Well, yeah, he was facing a charge of uh, indecency with a child. And the details of that were actually extremely disturbing. Uh, however, a Tarrant County grand jury in the state of Texas returned a no bill dismissing the charge saying the case that will not move forward because there was not probable cause that the uh, crime took place. So I don't know. Uh, you know, sometimes the way these things work out, you never know if he didn't do it good. That's good. Thank yeah. God he didn't. Cause it's gross. Uh, but it's shitty for him still because this is the type of thing that just follows you for the rest of your life. You know, he's never yeah. going to be looked at at anything different. Uh, so, yeah, that's the way that case. So that one's done. There will be no more, no more Barkevius Mingo talk unless he does something stupid again. Uh, the NHL, the International Olympic Committee tells athletes that any positive uh, COVID test in China will need two negative tests within or that are 24 hours apart. If the Olympic athlete fails to do that, there will be a three to five week quarantine in China. You can't leave. Shock. Yeah. So the NHL and the NHLPA got together and said, we're out. Uh, they aren't going to risk anything like that taking place because clearly when they get done with the Olympics, they're right back to their yep. uh, regular season games. So, yeah, I was reading that a lot of the guys were pretty bummed about uh, that ruling by the IOC. Uh, because that pretty much tied the hands of the NHL and NHLPA to say, okay, yeah, we can't, like, we can't yep. do this. So yep. NHL is out. The uh, Olympic Winter Olympics, like one of the probably the most watched and most exciting events, just got uh, not as exciting because we're not going to see the best in the world play. We're going to see probably college students uh, be similar to you yep. know what it was back in the day. So. Too bad. This was one that I found that uh, there was some stuff that I didn't actually know about, but uh, Bam Margera, and I'll throw him out here because he's a skateboarder. I think, you know, it's yeah. extreme sport. And uh, yep. everybody, you know, my age or a little bit yeah. younger grew up with Bam in their in their life in one way or another. Oh, yeah. Jackass. Or what was it? I can't remember his show on. CKY was. Well, CKY yeah, was yep. how it all started. The CKY videos is what. Yep. Uh you know, caused jackass to exist. Yep. But uh, he is in rehab, I guess, and it's like a severe case of addiction to the point where his like stipulations in there are extremely strict. They had to take his phone from him. Uh, so he's like in some intense rehab right now. Uh, and in the midst of while he's in rehab, he's also in a legal battle over the jackass forever because uh, apparently there's a new jackass coming out. Yeah, yep, I saw that. It's called Jackass Forever. Uh, Bam Margera is set on stopping that from happening uh, due to a wrongful termination. Uh, listed in the lawsuit was, I believe, Paramount Pictures, uh, MTV, Johnny Knoxville. Uh, so there must be some bad blood going on there now. I don't, I don't, I didn't get into too much of the details about it. But what I did find was that Bam was uh, high on cocaine and attacked a woman in a hotel room in October, and that's when he got. Uh, placed into the rehab was immediately following that. So sad story. Cause I mean, that's yep. a dude, you know, that, like I said, he was on 
everybody my age is TV while we were teenagers watching him, you know, injure himself and do stupid shit. And yep, it's just too bad that that's uh, where it's at right now. Brady's shutout streak ends. This one doesn't really sting for me. No, no, I, lo- I love it. But it does for him. Is, so it, that's... is this our happy note that we're ending on? Nope, I do have a happy note we're ending on, though. <laughs> no, and... I, th- I thought this was it. Nope, nope. This is uh, this just makes me happy because, uh, yeah, two, 225 games without being shut out. Yeah, well, I got to tell you. 2005. It, it pisses me off a little bit because I have Mike Evans going to my fantasy first week uh, matchup. He got hurt. Uh, you know, Godwin gets hurt. Fournette gets hurt. It was a pretty pretty big loss outside of the shutout. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it, it was. But the just the fact that he hasn't been part of a team who has shut out since 2005 is just fucking crazy to me. Yep. Well, that's what happens when uh, – who is their best receiver left? Gronk, who's a tight end. Right now? Yeah, well, I mean, oh, that yeah. game. I mean, who stepped yeah. – who, I don't even know who came in – you know, Tyler Johnson, uh, Scotty Miller, you know, who's been inactive for weeks, the coach's decision. So it, they were, the odds were against them. I don't uh, get, know if it even really counts. Getting back to Bam real quick. Darren Francisco chimes in, says losing Ryan done broke him. I agree with that. I think that yep. that started the, the downhill for a lot of it. And Darren, again, AB is back this week. So yes, that is yep. his best receiver. Um, yep. And, uh, Evans isn't ruled out yet, but it doesn't look good. Um, yeah, I, I expect him to bounce back a little bit, but you know that's that's what it takes is losing your what three of your top four weapons in the game for him to be shut out. It's just <laughs> wild. It's just wild. This is just crazy. It's two thousand five. Like yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was twenty two. Right, I I was still in high school. Oh no, I guess two thousand five. I would have been fresh out of high school. Fresh out of high school. Yep. Well. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, I'm making this a sting story from now on because it seems to keep happening. Uh, they danced on the Steelers logo or had a little meeting on the Steelers logo prior to the game. So the Raiders taught them nothing. This never works. No. So what's the, what's the big idea here? I don't understand it. They don't, they don't have an idea. Yeah. Like you would think as players, you'd come together and say, let's just not do that. Maybe after the game, if you win. Yeah, after that, you can celebrate on it. Yeah. And then everybody can call you dicks, like, afterwards. But you look like bigger dicks when you do this and then get your ass beat. Yep. Uh, The Ohio Department of Education has announced, or I'm sorry, they have confirmed. They've announced their confirmation. There, how's that sound? Okay, I like it. They've announced their confirmation that Bishop Sycamore was a scam. Welcome to the party. Yeah, oh right? <laughs> I thought we knew that. We knew that the weekend they played that team on ESPN and got smoked. That's your tax dollars at work, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Ohio, baby. Oh, my God. Taking L's left and right. I told you we'd end on a good note because it's Christmas. So we're ending the things that sting with a positive story. And I have a photo to share of this also. In the uh, Bills-Panthers game on Sunday, Stefan Diggs scored a touchdown at the uh, front right pylon. 
the team runs over to the crowd. Spencer Brown, being the good friend that he is, said Diggs looked thirsty after he caught that touchdown. He snags a fan's beer, pours it on Diggs, then he drinks some, tosses the can. Uh, so Diggs and Spencer Brown get together, and they're like, they even they understand that fifteen dollar beers are fucking outrageous. Yeah, right? yep. yeah. So they said, well, let's help this guy out. Bam, six cases of Bud Light hand delivered <laughs> by Spencer Brown to uh, to the fan. His name was Richard Donahue. He's a season ticket holder of 40 years. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was pretty cool, I thought. And, uh, you know, given the Christmas spirit and all that happy horse shit, I thought yep. we'd throw it on here. Uh, but that's going to wrap up the things that sting. So it's Elimination Chamber time. We're going to take a quick break. This edition of The Things That Sting was powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. That's 814-230-9548. Minute and a half break. Do you need a longer break? Are you good? Uh, Nope. Minute and a half should be good. Let's do it. Icy Ink and Warren is a great place for personalized gift ideas. They offer custom screen printing, embroidery, and specialize in youth fundraisers. Online stores are available. Check them out on Facebook or at icyink.com. That's I-C-Y-Y-Ink.com. No setup fee for youth sports or organizations. Located on Penn Avenue East in Warren, the Blue Building by the Glade Bridge. Or call 814-688-0034. That's 814-688-0034. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Ryan. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Ryan podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My High, Joe's very own world of sports. All right, we're back. It's gift card giveaway time. I've been looking forward to this part. The Elimination Chamber, or as I also called it, the Squid Game. <laughs> like it. Because the way this is going to work, and I explained it once before, is we have oh I do have to update we have 67 participants okay okay so that means they followed all the rules they liked they shared they did everything uh that they needed to do to qualify so we have 67 I have a list you can't see that right shut no. your eyes real quick all right list 67 people wrote down. I assigned everybody a number. Skeddy is going to start hollering out numbers at me 
and we are going to eliminate them until there are three remaining. The final three will each receive a $25 Amazon gift card. Are you ready to go? Yep. All right. Uh, go ahead. Let's get her started. 12. 12 is gone first. We're getting rid of Tom Brady. <laughs> He's out of here. I like it. Uh, I have to edit each time. Okay. It could take a while. Maybe we'll do a couple numbers at a time. Yep. I got, I can do that. Yeah. Do that. And then that way I can like get caught up and uh, yeah. So give me, give me five. All right. We're going to get rid of six and 23 for both LeBron numbers. <laughs> okay. One and 67. Cause you're not going to be first or last. Fair. And then let's get rid of, oh, seven. I don't have a good reason. Just just because. Just because. Okay. So let me take this down and eliminate some, some people here so we know what we have left. Okay. So we're at there. And you did 12 was the first one. And then... Wait, you said uh, 26 and what? 6, 23. Okay. 6, I got rid of 23. And 67. And and 1. Yeah, I got 1. Okay. All right. So here's what you got left. That's what I got left. Okay. I need 5 I, more. I don't like the way 62 or 32 are looking at me. Same with 48, 41, and 35. All right. Let me update here. So we did 32. We did 35. We did 41, 48, and 62. So I wasn't going to tell you who any of them are, but I'm going to tell you who 62 was. Okay. Joe Colosimo. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. He has been Even eliminated. Oh, sorry about that, Joe. Sorry, Joseph. Uh, Blame Sketty. You know, He's picking the numbers. It makes sense that he was 62. That's an average nine-hole score for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, making, yeah. we're making a snippet of this part so that he can I can post that video. That's He'll gonna be appreciate good. that. All right. All right. That's um, what you got left. Uh, give me – let's go with three this time. Three numbers? Okay. Yeah, it's just easier for me to keep track of. Let's get rid of Steve Young and Joe Montana. Eight and 16 are out. Okay. And let's get rid of Unlucky 13. Dan Marino. All right. So eight. 16. 
and 13. Bam. All right. We're moving right along. <clears throat> Let's go 31, 47, and 10. 31, 47, 10. 10. Gone. Where's the other ones? 31. And 47. They're on the naughty list. <laughs> From Santa, Santa Sketty's naughty list. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, Trimming them down. 60, 24, and 42. All right. 60, 24, 42. All right. Give me five. I think we can do five. handle five again. Okay, let's go <clears throat> 20, 25, 30, 40, and 45. Okay, 25, 20, 25, 30, 40, and 45. So let me get them out of here for you. It's getting slim. I think when we get down to 10, you should randomly announce who's left and then we'll call them out one at a time. Okay. As I eliminate them. I can do that. <clears throat> okay. When we get to 10. Okay. So let's do, you want five more? Yep. Five, 55 and 65. Five, 66. 66. And 26. All right. Five. Fifty five. Oops. Wish there was an easier way to do this, but there really is. I know. I wish I could like click on the number as it's a banner and get rid of it that way. Uh, I should have randomly I should have just should just gave you ten numbers and that would have been our ten finalists and eliminated randomly. I like to eliminate all of them. Yeah. It's just more fun. I don't know. I like it. Okay. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> all right. Let's do. You know what? Let's do 53, 54, 56, 57, and 58. 53, 54. 56. 56. 57. 50. Oh, you're just going in a chunk right there. I just don't like all those 50s together. <laughs> all 
gone. Let me cross them out here. All right, you're at, uh, how many we got left here? Oh, there's a handful. Go ahead and you can uh, probably oh, rip five yeah. more. Yeah, let's do uh, 34, 39, and 49. 34, 39, 49. Yep, and then how about 11 and 3? All right, so three is gone, 11 on, 34, 39, and 49. And that leaves us at one, two, three, four, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, yeah, we got more to go. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Fire off five more. Uh, let's go 17, 18, 27, 28, and 38. All right. We're getting down, getting down to it now. Oh boy! Let's get rid of four, fourteen, twenty-two, forty-six, and sixty-three. All right, four, fourteen. 22, 46, 63. Yep. Oh, baby. Well, we got four, 14, 22, 46. 63. All right. Do you want to go names now? How many are left? Yeah, I think we get one, two, three. So there's 17 left and we're going to oh, okay. get three winners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and trim it to 12. Give me five more and then we'll go. We'll go to the okay. names after that. Okay. Let's go with. 36, 44, 52. All right. 
44, 36, and 52. <clears throat> Uh, 36, 44, 44. Did you only give me three there? I thought I gave you. Yeah, because that should have made it 15 left. Yep. Did you want well, five more? Or Hold on. One. Let's see how many we got here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Now we had, yeah, because we had uh, 17 and you gave me three. So give okay. me two more. Give me two more. Get me to 12. Okay. Um, let's get rid of 51 and 37. All right, so we are at 12, correct? Yep. All right, let me count them up and make sure we're all good here. Yep, 12, okay. So I'll give them to you in no particular order. Yep. Here's the final 12 remaining. We have Jason Hoffman, Rachel Freeling, Scott Arthur, Tim Monksgard, Brian Lassman, Drew Gray, Christy Wallace, Cassie Damcott, Whitney Adams, Brian Campbell, Matt Noe, and Bill Nabinski. Okay. That is who's left in the tank. All right. So fire me off. What are we at? 12? Just yeah, yeah. one at a time. We'll announce who's who's eliminated. Yep. All right. First one gone is 43. Timmy Monksgard. Ooh, sorry, Timmy. Survived a long time though. <laughs> he did. Are you gonna eliminate that? Yeah, I'll eliminate it. Okay. Well, 43. Next on the chopping block. 61. Drew Gray. So close. Got so far. <laughs> Two. Whitney Adams. Good run. Twenty-nine. Jason Hoffman. Also a good run. This is getting good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Larry Bird. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Rachel Freeling. Thanks for participating, Rachel. And we're down to seven. 
64. Christy Wallace. Thank you, Christy, for sharing and participating. Let's get rid of nine. Poor Bill Nabinsky. <laughs> he was uh, he was wanting the uh, peppermill one when I talked oh, to him, anyways. Man. But uh, he also said he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to watch because he's working. So no. <clears throat> let's get down to five. We got two more to go. Let's get fifty out of there. Be last. It's a shame because uh, he's been giving us some hot picks and uh, the last is lock of the week. Yep. like two and zero oh since he started yep. posting that on there. All right, the final one. Um, yeah, 59. Cassie Damcott. Cassie, sorry. You were so damn close. So that uh, leaves us with three. I'm going to punch those into this graphic here. Your Elimination Chamber, Squid Game, Skeddy, Santa, Gift Card Giveaway Champions, Brian Campbell, Scott Arthur, and Matt Noe. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you for, uh, you know, liking and sharing and being a part of it. I was super impressed with that turnout, 66 people. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll be able to find a quicker way to get through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was pretty, like non-technical the way we did <laughs> pen yep, and paper right. Right. <laughs> but uh it was fun it was fun to see the names get crossed off and everybody who you know chipped in to share the page and everything so i'll reach out to all three of you uh with a uh figure out how i can <laughs> darren the fact that 59 was in the final four is appalling <laughs> He's got. That, that's an accomplishment in golf. That made it a long way. Fifty nine. I, I was riding that. Is Darren prepping for a loss in the desert on Saturday? Because he's awfully grumpy tonight. You know. <laughs> Cheer up, Darren. <laughs> Don't patronize me. Now he's mad about fifty nine. Somebody get that guy a drink. I I had logic for all those numbers. Fifty nine, just because that's like the big milestone in golf. You shoot fifty nine, you've done something. Handful of guys have done it. Yeah, I have not. No, well, in nine, nine holes, yeah, yeah, nine holes. That's nine true. You have. Yeah. So, yeah, Brian, Scott, Matt, I will get a hold of all of you. Uh, obviously, I think two of you I'll have to mail them out to. So I'll get in uh, contact with you for your information. Thank you, everybody, for participating. It was really cool. Like I said, we're gonna try and do some more of this stuff. Uh, don't forget, also, we do have uh shirts for sale i'll be posting more advertising for those over the next few days i just didn't want to clog up the page this week uh, because i wanted these posts we were going to share to to get a lot more face time than the you know the the ads for the t-shirts but we do got the t-shirts for sale 25 dollars uh five different colors i think it is if you look on the page there is a post form but i'll be pinning an ad at the top of the page for everybody to see 
but yeah, thank you everyone for participating. Oh, and I did want to give a special thanks to my mom because when we initially talked about doing, we were going to do one and one pepper mill gift card and Amazon gift card. Well, my mom went and bought two more and donated them for us to give away. Uh, so she, you know, she always listens and appreciate her lover. Thank you for, um, chipping in and helping make this a little more interesting with three winners instead of just one. So again, congratulations to the winners. Thank you everybody for participating. Uh, give a quick shout out to the sponsors. Swing Juice, Napoli's, Your Daily Local, Jones Pest Control, Means Sales and Service, Blue Line Auto, Me, Myself, and Rye Podcast. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, anybody you yep. want to give a special Merry Christmas to, Sketty? I don't. Just all the listeners out there. Everson, everyone has a Everson, Everson, Everson Griffin. Griffin. He's off the hook for a little <laughs> bit. They're not even going to make the playoffs. Him and Mike Zimmer, it's whatever. You want to give a uh, Merry Christmas to Derrick Henry watching the L tonight? That that is yes. Thank you for getting injured. <laughs> no, no, thank you to AJ Brown for deciding to come back this week. Son of a bitch. I'm gonna keep the theme <laughs> the same with mine. Uh, my Merry Christmas goes out to Iman Shumpert, who uh, just called out LeBron saying that he knows that he ruined basketball. So <laughs> kudos to that guy. <laughs> Big yep. set of nuts that he has for saying something like that. Appreciate him. Uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next yep. week with the New Year's Eve edition. The last yep. episode of 2021 will be episode 41. Uh, if you are interested in the live broadcast of the Three Bagger, we'll be back with that in just a few minutes. Going to do a quick show because I know Sketty's got to get himself together for the game here in 40 minutes. So uh, right. thanks for listening. Till next time, take care. Be safe. <laughs>